our devotional this morning is on Psalm chapter 17, verses 1 to 15. But let me read just the last um, verses from 8 to verse 15. Psalm 17, verses 8 to 15. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. From the wicked who do me violence, my deadly enemies will surround me. They close their hearts to pity, and their mouths they speak arrogantly. They have now surrounded our steps. They set their eyes to cast out, cast us to the ground. He is like a lion eager to tear, as a young lion lurking in ambush. Arise, O Lord, confront him, subdue him. Deliver my soul from the wicked by your sword. From men by your hand, O Lord. From men of the world whose portion is in this life. You fill their womb with treasure. They are satisfied with children. And they leave their abundance to their infants. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. There is the result here of your psalmist David. I shall behold your face in righteousness. He was not intimidated, even though of the threat of the enemy. David began this psalm by asking God humbly to attend to his cry, to his prayer. In verse 1 and 2, he was not hypocritical, but he was sincere to plead his case before the Holy God. David claims that he was free of deceit. He had not lied about others or his situation. Writing this, he knows that sin hinders prayer because in Psalm 66, verse 18 and 19, he writes, If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. He was aware that sin could hinder the Lord to answer his prayer. So he was really true to his claim that he was sincere here and he was righteous. His claim is emphatically indicated by his statements. Namely, he said, you have tried me, you have visited me, you have tested me. Yet, he affirmed that God has found nothing in him. He was not perfect, he was not sinless, but he confessed his sins. He settled his sins. He did not allow to have a heart full of sins that are unconfessed and unsettled before God. And he argued that he avoided the ways of the violent. Whether he was provoked by the enemy, but he resolved here that he avoided the ways of the violent. How? He claimed that he heeded the word of God by heeding the word of God. He firmly said in verse 5, my steps had held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. He obeyed and followed the paths of God. In other words, he remained true to the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 11 is the key. When the psalmist said there, if we keep the word in our hearts, if we hide the word of God in our hearts, then we shall keep our hearts from sinning. Cherishing God's word in the heart keeps a person from sin. Obeying God and avoiding sin 
involved with choice and it is the right choice. David chose to follow God and his word. He also writes in Psalm 119 verse 30, I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your rules before me. That was the commitment of David to really do not follow the path of the violence, but to really path, uh, follow the path of obedience unto God. Why? Because the path of obedience is the safest. It will prevent him from stumbling and failing. Even Solomon recognized that in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 12 and verse 26. When David moved on to write verse 6 to 9, David showed his great confidence in God, that God will show his steadfast love, and God is his Savior. God will keep him as the apple for God's eye, and he will hide him in the shadow of his wings. These metaphors, the apple for God's eye, and he will hide him in the shadow of his wings, these are metaphors for protection as one who will protect the pupil in his eye. You know, of all the parts of our body, the most sensitive is our eye, the pupil of our eye, and we have to protect it by all means. So he really believed that because of his weaknesses, his limitations, and his nothingness, God was only his protection. And like a hen that um, he will, she will cover her, the wings, her wings to the cheeks. That, that is how God will protect us. Having this metaphor of protection. His confidence is undeterred, even though that his enemies were fierce and ferocious like lions surrounding and setting an ambush to kill him and to devour him. We see that in verse 10 to 12. Because of this, it's possible that this psalm was written by David during the time that he was pursued by King Saul. In 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 32 to 33. And he was there hiding, hiding at the caves in the wilderness. And there were times that he was surrounded. Yet he did not take vengeance. David believed vengeance is from the Lord. His case and his battle is God's case and God's battle. So he invoked God to arise. He said, arise, confront and subdue the enemy and deliver me from them. These pleadings involve God as his only source of security and safety. He did not take things in his hands. Remember during the time that he was able to have an opportunity to kill King Saul, but he said, I cannot touch God's anointed because vengeance is not in his hands, but it's the Lord's. Interestingly, in verse 13, there is no preposition by in the Hebrew text so that it should read this way, deliver my soul from the wicked, your sword. What does he mean here? He meant that the enemies were the sword of God's chastisement. So we can learn principle here that David saw everything, including his enemies, as the hand of God 
chastising him. Nothing that happened to his life, even these enemies who pursued him, that they are not part and parcel of God's purpose in his life. Even his enemies are in the hands of God. He allowed, or God allowed his enemies to chastise him. That's the right attitude that we should maintain. Like David, we should think that everything that is hard, difficult, even difficult people that come in our lives, they are allowed by God, perhaps to grow us, to chastise us, because He's our Father. He cannot allow hardships to harm us, but to harness, to develop in us, so that we'll become matured in Christ. Amidst the threat, David could just lift his face high to say, because I am righteous, I will see you. When I awake, I will see you face to face and be justified. This is the New Living Translation of verse 15. He was so sure that he will say God face to face. And that is his hope and his joy. Similarly, today, as his people, as God's children, our future is so glorious. Let us look forward. Let us look with hope and joy. Our future includes the promise of resurrection. John 11 verse 25, that was the encouragement of God to the sisters, Martha and Mary. Yes, your, your brother will rise again. Not only that he will rise during that moment, but and even until the last day, there will be a resurrection from those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they will be answered to be with the Lord in glory forever. And the prospect of seeing the Lord face to face to be like him should encourage us in First John chapter 3, verse 2. That's what John says. We will know, or we don't know what will happen yet, but when we when we know that when he when he will appear, we should be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Are you looking forward? Are you in great anticipation? To the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Titus 2 verse 13 says, looking forward, looking forward for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. May it be that this truth will encourage us today. Like David, he experienced a lot of hardships from his enemies, yet there was this hope Let's not take things in our hands. Vengeance is not in our hands. Let's plead before the Lord. Let's believe in His Word. The Word of God should be our anchor. He will fulfill His Word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but His words will remain. Let us pray. Father, thank you that, like David, Lord, we can resolve in our hearts today not to take things on our hands, but we can trust, Lord, that you are in control. Even in difficult situations of our lives, Lord, perhaps some of our brethren watching the video or listening to our podcast today, Lord, are facing difficulties in their relationships, their offices, whatever it is, Lord. They are tempted, Lord, to 
take things in your hands, but help them, Lord, to look unto you, who is the, who is our helper. You are our, our stronghold, our refuge, our very present help in times of trouble, and we can trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.